Welcome to Revenue Talks. I'm Katie. And I'm Justin. And on this show, we get real about what it takes to build pipeline and successfully scale businesses. By having conversations with folks who have been there before, we explore what it takes to create strong cross-functional alignment, how technology factors in, how different teams think about attribution, and so much more. If you're looking to win in the revenue era, you're in the right place to learn how. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Revenue Talks, the podcast. I'm Justin, the VP of Revenue Marketing here at Drift. And today we're talking with Allison Carroll, who's the SVP of Customer Success at Avalara, which is an automated tax compliance platform. Allison oversees all post-sales functions at Avalara, which is a huge job because that's you guys have like 25,000 customers or more. And that includes onboarding. It includes pro-serve, technical support, customer success, renewals. On this episode, we're going to be talking with Allison about how all those different functions work together to meet the needs of the customer at every point in the journey. So Allison, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. You spent about 20 years at IBM. But you weren't on the services side of things. You were actually on the marketing side of the house, which is where I am. So you had some time focused on partnerships, and then you took on a variety of services jobs. So how about like you just unpack that for everyone that's listening in, give us an overview of what your, your career trajectory looked like. Sure. And Justin, thanks so much for having me. And thanks, everybody, for joining in. I'm thrilled to be here today. So like Justin said, I spent 20 years with IBM, and then about a year and a half ago, I joined Avalara. And I just want to put a plug in for Avalara because you all have probably at some point used Avalara and not even realized it. When you're checking out online and you're in your digital cart and it says calculating tax, about seven, eight times out of 10, that's Avalara. So you may not have known it, but used us anyway. But I actually started in the IT industry right out of college and I was an editor. And so uh, I was an English major, communications minor, and I started as an editor. And Justin, really, that evolved into marketing. So the first part of my career, I spent in the pre-sales functions of marketing, sales enablement, offering management, and development. And then the latter part of my career, I switched and went to post-sales functions. And I did professional services, technical support, and customer success account management and renewals. Interestingly enough, I actually never did sales. I just did everything <laughs> around sales. <laughs> so anyway, that's a, my career in a nutshell. That's awesome. And also a fellow English major here, I feel like that is such a good starting place for a marketer. And when I think about marketing, you know, one of those things I think about in my career is just like the promise. We're responsible for making promises to our customers. And it's easy for the marketing team to do that. The sales team, you know, you skipped around it. Me too. They get the customers to come on board. And that promise really ends up living with the post-sales group, right? And fulfilling that. So how have your experiences, your career, like informed the way, you know, you form your philosophy around customer success and customer service? Well, here's what I tell my team, and this is the kind of guiding principle that I operate by. We're all consumers of something. We've all bought something and we've expected a certain level of value based on what we bought. And especially in post-sales functions, you know, you've signed on the dotted line. And if you're calling in to 1-800 and you need help, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We want someone who is willing to help us, even if they don't have the right answer. It's getting them to the person who does have the right answer and just helping them and practicing empathy. And that's what I share with my team. You don't have to know everything, 
but you do have to help and move the ball forward. And, you know, think about how you feel when you're a consumer and you call in and you need something or you've bought something and you need to onboard and to start using it. How frustrating can that be if it's not intuitive or you call in and someone's like, hey, sorry, take a look at this link and send you a link to an article. I do expect our teams to keep up with their skills, but more importantly, I like for them to remember that they're talking to a human being who is in need of something and our job is to help them. Yeah, I think that is right on and that's so spot on. I think everyone listening will agree that like, you know, that human element and making, treating someone like a actual living, breathing soul and not just a seller on a spreadsheet or, you know, a person on the other end of the phone is like the most magical and transformative thing that you can do in business. And then why don't we see that all over the place? And I think it's just because people figure like it's so hard to scale the human experience. Tell us a little bit about that, how you do that. You've got a huge organization. How do you make sure that message goes through and is, is part of the fabric of, of your team? Well, we do pretty deep dive training in our new hires. So Avalara is a high growth company. We're hiring globally. And so we have a lot of new talent and expertise coming in the door. So we really take that first two weeks to not only ground them in Avalara and our products, but if you're coming into the customer success organization, which again includes onboarding, go live, professional services, technical support, account management and renewal, if you're in any part of that, we take you through what our culture is and what our mission is. And our mission is to make customers and partners' lives easier. And we do that by stressing to delight them at every interaction. And that's our goal. We want to delight them at every interaction. So from the moment that you walk in the door at Avalara, this is what you're taught and what you learn. And more recently, we've signed up with a company. I wanted to say it's Soft Skills softskills.com. And my entire organization is going to go through it. And it's how do you communicate via email? How do you talk on the phone? And we're really going to go back to the basics in several parts of my business this year, because we have uh, such a variety of skills and talent who have come in the door over the past few years. And I want everybody to be operating off of just the same baseline. That's awesome. If I'm Avalara CMO, I am way excited about that because when you provide that exceptional customer experience, it makes my job easier in recruiting new customers because we've got such, you know, great stories to be able to tell. What does your relationship with sales and with marketing look like? Like how do you all work together to create that unified customer experience? Our chief marketing officer is Jay Lee. And interestingly enough, Dustin, Jay and I just did our kickoff together. We did our company kickoff for 2022. And he and I were paired together because there is such synergy between marketing and customer success. And if we have happy customers, we know that there'll be advocates for us. There'll be references you know, for other prospects. So we work in really close association with marketing. And marketing helps sales for new prospects and new customers, of course. And then there's a customer marketing team for us. And we're rolling out a new model and I'd love to share it with you and see what you think. So this yes. year we're piloting a model with marketing. And of course, we, we always talk to customers by segment, right? Because different size customers have different needs. So this goes you know, beyond customer segmentation and certainly assumes customer segmentation. We have emerging small business and small business customers, mid-size, which we call core customers, and then our large enterprise customers. So I think that's probably pretty straightforward for the industry. So the, the model that we're rolling out with customer marketing is called our layer cake model. There are three layers to the model. The bottom layer is considered customer satisfaction. The middle layer is around sales effectiveness 
at a renewal or trigger event. And then the top layer we're calling, you know, is really more around marketing programs because this is kind of off cycle. So there isn't a renewal coming up. So let's go down to that bottom layer, customer satisfaction. These are customers who have our subscription. They're running on our automated tax compliance software. They're calculating their tax or their end users taxes where they're doing business and they're happy. We're checking in with them. We're nurturing the relationship and they are renewing. And based on their usage, they may upgrade, but really they're, they're happy customers. And so we really kind of just more so nurture them. Yeah. Okay. Then we just want to make sure they're satisfied and nurtured. They might not need a lot after their setup. The second layer around sales effectiveness is, okay, now they're coming up for renewal and we see that they are really approaching where they are in their tier. They're almost to the top of their tier. We don't want them to have overages. And we use that as an opportunity to upsell. And then also cross-sell. So sometimes we see that, hey, they've acquired another company. They may want to go global. We've learned this in our account management. So we use that trigger event to you know, upgrade them or cross-sell based on where their company is heading. And by the way, about 55% of our, our customers do some kind of cross-sell, upsell at that trigger renewal event within about 90 days of that. And then the third layer is we are working with our analytics team just to look at customer behavior, mine data. And the marketing is saying, based on what we're seeing, they're spending, how they're growing, we are going to market to them. So we're going to target them in a marketing campaign and see what happens. <laughs> so those are our three layers that we're really focusing on. And we have targets for each of them and we'll see how it goes. Okay. I love this because this goes back to what I was asking earlier about like, how do you scale that human, like treating someone like a human? And it seems like you guys are figuring it out because it is one of those things where you do need some automation. You do need those triggers. You do need to be paying attention in the aggregate to what's happening out there, but then being able to take those signals and then, you know, process them and turn them into you know, a really human way of communicating is right on. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. And I know Drift is sponsoring this. Obviously, we have a partnership with Drift. You all are our chat partner in our sales and marketing group. And we also have a partnership with Gainsight. And Gainsight is an automated customer success platform. And we are just now rolling it out. We did a pilot in the fourth quarter with one of our customer account management teams in 90 days through that tool. We booked 150000 in revenue. So we were really excited about that, that 90-day rollout. And what we're doing with Gainsight is we're incorporating that cake model that I told you about. Some are just, you know, they're, they're happy with their subscription. The next layer, you know, hey, they're happy, but they're using more. There's a lot more going on in their company. We know there's an opportunity. And the third, you know, is that propensity to buy. And that's where Gainsight and the analytics come together. And we can send them, we can load up automated marketing messages. And, you know, we can drop campaigns in the tool. They'll get an automatic email. There'll be links in there. So the customer can then basically self-serve through a journey, through a journey map, an orchestrated journey. So we have a lot of new things going on in terms of how we're segmenting customers, how we're marketing to them, and then the automated journey and intelligent journey behind that to really get them through the funnel. That's so cool. And uh, similarly, doing something pretty comparable with Gainsight as well. So shout out to our friends at Gainsight. Really, really amazing tool. How does sales fit into the mix with all of this? Are they kind of part and parcel of the marketing campaigns that are putting on that, you know, work ultimately with customer success or how does that go? 
mean, certainly there's a strong partnership between marketing and, you know, new product sales and new acquisition sales. So, you know, Greg Stivers leads our global sales organization, and they are really focused again on acquisitions, right? And one of the challenges, Justin, that we have internally at Avalara is from the time that a customer buys until the time that they go live, there's several steps that have to happen. I mean, we are in the tax business, so we need to know where you are selling so that we can understand what kind of taxes that you need to collect at what rate, right? And so there is a little more nuance to you know, getting set up to calculate taxes properly or if you're a returns customer, you know, submit your returns, et cetera. So one challenge we have is from the time the customer buys to the time they go live, we have a, a small percentage of them that stop responding to us. <laughs> and, and think about it, if you're an emerging small business customer, you may only have 20, 30 employees in your company. You know, one employee who may have bought, you know, Avatax, which is our, you know, flagship product for sales tax calculation, that person may be doing three or four roles, right? A jack of all trades. And so when they're having to go grab some tax related information to go live, they may be off to the next thing for a couple of weeks, right? And we're like, hey, we're ready to get you live. So two things are happening. Number one, we're teaming with sales to say, hey, can you help that customer with us stay engaged if they do go dark on us? That's number one. And we are seeing some success in that because they've built a relationship. And, you know, there's a step in the customer journey between buying and between, you know, being a steady state relationship managed customer, and that's the go live portion, right? So we don't really have that, that established relationship in the go live area yet. So sales is helping us with that. And the second thing that we're doing to really minimize that non-responsive rate is we're automating our product. And yeah, so we're trying to get you through an automated self-serve journey so that you can fill out for us in a very simple, you know, product wizard, if you will, onboarding wizard. Where do you collect tax? What locations do you operate in? What are your, you know, nexus is a term that you would hear in the tax industry, which is have you met certain thresholds in terms of how much you're selling, the revenue that you're generating, and in a particular location that you do owe or you do need to collect sales tax because you owe it to that jurisdiction. So a little nuance there, but that's how we're teaming with sales to help us keep the customer engaged. And we're teaming with product to say, hey, we have all of these steps. We have about, you know, 12 or 15 steps. Can we get them down to three and get the customer through it in a more automated fashion? Amazing. So I imagine the last two years have really had like a positive commercial impact on Avalara just because of, you know, the new world we live in. How's that worked for you? Like, how has, you know, coronavirus and work from home impacted you and your organization? But then maybe we can ask that same question in a little more zoomed out fashion. How do you think that's impacted customer success in a meta way? Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about it from an Avalara perspective, then a customer success at Avalara perspective, and then we'll talk about it from an industry perspective. So, you know, the explosion of e-commerce during COVID was a big benefit to Avalara. And a lot of companies, you know, moved online and a lot of entrepreneurs decided they were going to launch small online businesses. Right. And so that really 
expanded our opportunity to help you know consumers who you know kind of want to sell individual businesses or you know B2C or B2B, right? So COVID was a benefit to us there. So we we were able to scale our platform pretty quickly. From a customer success perspective, I will tell you our IT team and our engineering teams within a couple of weeks they turned a switch and we were all remote. And it was incredible, the coordination and the sophistication and the simplicity by which that happened and a, you know, a really impressive effort there. And what we've seen, Justin, is outstanding productivity. <laughs> and you know, it's almost to the point where you know, I have said, please take your vacation. Go out for walks, take your conference calls, you know, take them on your earbuds so you could get outside. My fear is, you know, just hitting a wall because the teams have been all hands on deck. And, you know, I think about these, you know, working parents and, you know, family members who may have come down with COVID and all the extra stress that you know, happened to our employee base. And we just want to practice empathy and be sensitive but I have to say, they've just been outstanding in terms of the results that they've delivered. You know, when I've talked to some of my industry colleagues in roundtables, of course, we've seen now in the past six, seven months, this great resignation. You know, and you have to, you know, there are a couple of things at play there. And there are probably a lot of things more at play that I don't even know about. But, you know, like I said earlier, you have people who are like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing now. I'm going to start my own business. And so they're leaving, trying to do their own thing. I think there's burnout. I think, you know, working parents with kids at home during that time, you know, some of them opted out of the workforce. So we have experienced, even at Avalara, you know, we've seen the implications of the great resignation. And then, you know, the next phase of that was an explosion in market of demand for top talent. Right. And especially over in India, we are really seeing, you know, a lot of activity, a very hot market to get some key skills. So we've had to really be sharp in our hiring. We've had to be really diligent in terms of looking at the market compensation to make sure that we're now paying to market as these rates increase. So it's been a really interesting two years. Sounds like it. My gosh. And I mean, out of all that growth, out of all that hiring, do you have any tips or hacks that you guys have found in scaling effectively? Because that is so much growth that, it, you know, it's one of those things where you got to hold on tight or the wheels are going to fall off as you grow that quickly. I mean, it's true. It is a challenge. So, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and tell you that it's been easy and we are still learning and we are still trying to figure it out. One of the approaches that has served me well in my career is just making sure that you cover the basics. You know, it's like, you don't have, like I said earlier, the example of, you don't have to be an expert in everything when a customer needs your help, but you just need to help them. And that might mean getting them to your colleague who does know what they need, right? So when we talk about scaling, one of my biggest challenges is technical expertise. You know, pretty much everybody operating at a similar level, so we can help customers. One of the ways that we're doing that is training, okay? And I wanna make sure that people aren't on their phones while they are training. So we're right now in a month, we're going to be deploying a pilot around a learning management system. So as you go through the training, you will have to actually answer questions and get tests along the way. Make sure you're consuming, you know, the information that we're trying to train you on. So that's number one. We're going to track what you do and we're going to test what you do and you're going to have to pass. The other thing that we're doing in sales, which I think you might find interesting, Justin, it's something that I learned at IBM and it's called stand and deliver. 
And we are getting ready. We're starting in two weeks with our customer account management team. We have some strategic products. Some of those have come to us through acquisitions and some we have launched organically. And we really want more focus on these strategic products because the reason that we built them or bought them is because there's a need in the industry for them. So for example, one of those is like cross-border. As companies go global and they want to sell over in Europe cross-border, we have a solution that really helps them sell cross-border in a much more simplified, seamless way. Anyway, so back to stand and deliver. Every quarter this year, so four times a year, we are going to choose a strategic product. And we are putting our customer account managers in groups of five. They will come on a conference call for an hour. There will be five different sales scenarios. They'll come on the call. They will be assigned a sales scenario randomly. They don't know which one it will be. And then they will have to sell one of our strategic products to the leadership team for about seven to eight minutes. And the benefit of that is, A, they're going to prep and they're going to learn the strategic product, right? And then number two, they hear a sales pitch four other times. So they do it once and then they hear it four other times. So we are going to run this program every quarter and it's going to take us about three weeks to get through the entire team. And obviously the leaders are dedicating our time to it. So we'll be experts on these strategic products as well. But when we talk about scaling, sometimes it's not just this, you know, big, big effort and everybody, you know, running big. Sometimes it is just going back to the basics. I think that is the best take right there is, you know, in order to scale it, sometimes you do just need to slow down and take that time. And I am very familiar with the stand and deliver. I remember my first one was by surprise. So I've got a little PTSD from that. But I think that's great. It's so it's very easy to fly under the radar when everyone's at home. And I think you're absolutely right, like getting in front, presenting in front of your peers, hearing different flavors of the same material is just such a good thing. And so I love that. I love that very much. Allison, I'm going to hit you with the final signature revenue talks question, if that's okay with you. And that is, what is the number one thing that your team is focused on to accelerate revenue this year? Can I, I mean, honestly, I'm going to just show you my notes when I was prepping for this. It was stand and deliver. And I wrote, go back to the basics, stand and deliver. And so really, it is back to the basics. It's training learning your core portfolio. And I think of training in two ways, what I just said, learning your portfolio, and now there's this soft skills training. So we're gonna really all come together and figure out how to really be empathetic in our emails and when we talk on the phone to customers. So again, that's kind of back to the basics. And then we are being very surgical about the products that we know our customers need And we know our account managers and some of our new sales, they rely on, you know, our flagship products, which is great, right? But of our customer base, 65% already have it. So in my area of the business, which is, you know, really delighting and growing customers, we're already penetrated on those products. We need these new products sold. So that's why, you know, I'm like all hands on deck. We're going to see these attach rates go up. We're going to make sure that our sellers know the pains that our customers are having that these solutions can solve. So that's what we're doing. I would just leave you with back to the basics for technical and soft skills training. And then we are really doing stand and deliver to bring it home very specifically where we want to move the needle and bring value to our customers. 
That's amazing. I think, you know, we've all like the last two years makes it feel like we're in a brand new world, but you're absolutely right. We need to keep things simple. We need to go back to the basics. I love hearing how you're keeping your team aligned with your customers and making sure you're keeping things relevant and most of all, delighting them. Allison, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, Justin. This has been really fun. Thank you so much for listening to Revenue Talks. We'd love it if you left a review wherever you're listening and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode. You can connect with us both on Twitter at KDJFoot with an E and at Justin Keller. And remember, revenue, it's everyone's business now. Oh,